الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والشمس وضحاها والقمر اذا طلعها والنهار اذا جلاها والليل اذا يغشاها والسماء وما بناها والارض وما طحاها ونفس وما سواها فالحمها فجورها وتقواها قد افلح من زكاها وقد خاب من دساها سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى ان القران الكريم in many of its different uslub or rhetorical devices one of them is qasam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself swears by something in his creation. And the Mufassirun have written a lot as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did that and what intended effect that was to have on the heart of a human being. Surely nothing can be more grand than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you and I swear or we take an oath, we invoke something or we take an oath in the name of something that has some grandeur and some izzat and some sha'an in the ears of our listener. But what could have any more grandeur in the heart of the mu'min than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself? But the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did that was that because he mentions his creation as amongst his ayat or his signs. And the most number of customs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken or chosen to use in the Qur'an or Kareem consecutively is seven. And that is in the surah that I recited to you. And the purpose of qasam is for taqid or for emphasis that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to make the heart of the believers extremely attuned to the importance of something, for that purpose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala employs the use of qasam. And in this surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes seven different qasams. وَالشَّمْسِ وَالْدُحَاهَا Number one, وَالْشَّمْسِ وَالْدُحَاهَا وَالْقَمْرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا Number two, وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا جَلَّاهَا وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا Number three and number four وَالسَّمَاءِ وَمَا بَنَاهَا وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا طَهَا Number five and number six وَالنَّفْسِ وَمَا سَوَاهَا Number seven And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by the nafs, the self, the person and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finally in some sense in each of these qasams there's a second qasam Right? And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions his relationship to that creation. So for example, وَنَفْسِهُمْ وَمَا سُوَاهَا And by the nafs and by the being, yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself who straightened the nafs. So in some sense in this surah there are 14 customs. After invoking and mentioning one aspect of creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then invokes his nisbat to that creation. The seventh and final of the creation that is mentioned is the nafs. And Allah subhanahu invokes himself as the being who fashioned that nafs, فَأَلْحَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا And that he placed inside of that nafs the propensity and possibility and potential for evil, وَتَقْوَاهَا And placed inside that self, that human, the potential and possibility for righteousness and virtue. After all of these different oaths, Allah subhanahu then says the sentence, due to which all of these oaths were taken, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَاهَا that verily successful and happy and felicitous will be that human مَنْ زَكَاهَا who does tazkiyah of their nafs, who purifies themselves 
وَكَنْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَاهَا And surely depraved and a complete and utter loss will be that person who is stung by his nafs, who fails to purify his or her nafs. And so this is the importance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given in the Qur'an al-Kareem to tazkiyah. So on t- today and tomorrow we're going to be talking about different aspects of what it loosely in English I'm simply going to call Islamic spirituality and purification, which has taken different names in the Qur'an al-Kareem referred to as tazkiyah and ikhlas and taqwa and sidq in the ahadith referred to by all of these names and also as ahsan. And later on in the Muslim Ummah, two other terms came to in vogue, which is tasawwuf and suluk. And what we're going to be looking at is what are the teachings of Islamic spirituality from the Quran and the Hadith? What was the way that the Prophet ﷺ, Sahaba, Tabi'in, Tabai, Tabi'in practiced Islamic spirituality? And what were the ways that this field or discipline of Islamic spirituality developed formally over time? And what are the different concepts of zikr? or tariqa or bayat, even that we will uh, cover tomorrow inshallah ta'ala. So what we want is really to give all of us an overview of anything and everything that has been written or said or done by the pious people in the name of Tazkiyah, Ahsan and Tasawwuf.